0: I want to get right into the word and some other things I'll hopefully share with you, but I don't want to destroy the atmosphere right now. But because of what we're getting ready to go into this week, I felt led to deal with this. Go to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 4. And I just want to read the first verse verses I think I got that wrong go to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 let me see what that is I think I gave them the wrong scripture text that was my error I want to go to Hebrews uh, no hold on hold on God is good. My Bible's coming apart. <laughs> Find for me right quick, Hebrews, where it says, "But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels." I think it's in Hebrews, unless I pick. What is it? Verse seven of chapter two. Thank you. I'm sorry. So in chapter instead of uh, four and two, I want. Chapter 4, verse number verse number 9. No? Chapter 2, verse 9. That's it. That's it. Chapter 2, verse 9. I'm sorry. Hebrews, chapter 2, verse 9. There it is. There it is. Thank you so much. I want to just use the first four verses, first four words of that verse. But we see Jesus. That's why I was sharing every song that the worshipers sang related to this message. But we see Jesus. Now since we're talking about perspective the message is entitled how do you see Jesus? How do you See Jesus, Father, we thank you, God, for your blessings today. We thank you, Lord, for how you've called this week of consecration time of prayer and fasting. Help us, Lord, to make adjustments that we can see who you are and understand who you are in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on and give God praise, hallelujah. How do you see Jesus? After a while, especially if we've been in the church for some time, I think we lose perspective of who Jesus really is. We even become so common that we'll cry, Jesus at anything. Somebody sees something. Oh, Jesus. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't call on the name of Jesus, but I feel sometimes we lose perspective of who Jesus is. In the Old Testament, they actually were forbidden to call on the name of God. They even use letters to reference the name of God instead of actually calling out the name because it's so excellent. It is so holy. And we've been so consumed with getting this getting that having our way that we use jesus sometimes i've often referred to as lord i want this jesus give me that jesus oh jesus do i have to go through this jesus relieve me from my pain jesus When things are uncomfortable with us, we look to Jesus as the means by which we have access to what the flesh wants. Jesus. And I think that we've lost perspective of who Jesus is. He's beyond just our genie who gives us the things that we want. He's beyond, we can get a miracle done. But what is your perspective of Jesus? Um, Perception is the way you think or feel about something. Perception is your thought or opinion. What is often held by others, based on how things seem, not necessarily as they are. But it's how you see things, and and, and you'll see in a minute. You can look at the same thing, but people have two different perspectives. <laughs> uh, Dave, if you don't mind, put up the picture here I think I don't think we need to cut the lights but what do you see from this pers- this particular picture some people see a young lady who's looking away at a wall but there's others who see an old woman Some of you say, where's the woman? Where's the old woman? Where's the young woman? The old woman, this is the mouth of the old woman, and this is the nose of the old woman. <laughs> this is the mouth. These are the eyes of the old woman. Most of you saw this young woman looking away. but two different perspectives. Hallelujah. Now they, they, they say in studies that the older you get, you see the older woman. <laughs> and the younger you are, you see the younger woman. <laughs> See, some of you, the first thing you saw was that old woman. She looked like she got a fur hat on, and and, and this is the fur around. Here's her chin, hallelujah. But others saw the young woman looking to the other wall. You see what I'm saying? Same picture, but two different perspectives. That's right. Help, uh, Aria. Help, help your mother. She's still trying to see which one you trying to see. She's trying to see the old woman. The devil is a liar. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you see it now, Mother Parks. You you see it. Okay. You see it. Same picture, but two different perspectives. Quickly, go to Saint Luke. Go to St. Luke. I want you to see something in St. Luke chapter number 23. St. Luke chapter 23 gives reference to after Jesus has been tried and is carrying the cross to Golgotha. Stay with me. This week, I'll be sharing information about our trip to the Holy Land, and I can't wait to share and to even go to bring alive the scriptures because we're going to actually walk the places where Jesus walked. He's carrying his cross, and he stumbles and falls, and they get Simon of Serene to carry the cross. They nail spikes into the hands of of Jesus put a thorn of thick thorns on his head, has him go through excruciating pain. But the scripture makes reference to two individuals who are also on the cross one on his right and one on his left. Malfactors, so another passage of scripture calls them thieves, um, criminals. This is another version besides the King James Version. But in, in, in St. Luke chapter 23, uh, uh, verse number 39, we see the reference to, and one of the malfactors which were hanged, railed on Jesus saying, if thou be the Christ, save thyself and others. This reference says, if thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. Here's one of the thieves on the cross. And the reason why they save the three, a thief, if you look at certain commentaries. He was, these thieves were individuals who really stole from the Roman government, which was the cause for a death sentence. They're about to be crucified. They're on the cross. And and, and no doubt, while they nailed Jesus with spikes, it appears as if these thieves are on the cross by a rope. They didn't have to go through the same uh, 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 agony. That Jesus did here they are on both sides of Jesus and one begins to rail at Jesus and says listen if you are the Son of God if you are the Messiah you've got the power get down from this cross and save us they this person saw Jesus as a means of their personal escape No doubt he had heard about him being able to turn water into wine. No doubt his reputation was of such that he, they heard how he opened blinded eyes and uh, was able to bring the dead back to life. The reputation of Jesus, the Messiah. Hallelujah! had reached this individual who too was a criminal and said, this is a means for me to be delivered. Get off that cross, Jesus, and then bring us with us. We're all about to die, but you've got the power to save you and us. Now, before you just go off on this criminal, uh, I'm sure some of the humanity, if we were there, would have said the same thing. Uh, that's what I'm saying. we we, we got to make sure we are truthful with ourselves. Because maybe while we're there, we would have said, now, Lord, you can get us out of this. Doesn't that relate to what Pastor Burns was preaching about last week? Oh, why we got to go through this trouble, Jesus? I mean, you, you are the almighty God. <laughs> you got all power. Uh, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be having an abundant life. How come I'm still having issues? You, you promised that we're supposed to uh, live and be blessed. We're supposed to be the, borrower, uh, uh, the lenders and not the borrowers. How come I still got all this? Uh, how come I'm in the hospital? So, 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 before you condemn this thief, think, would you have come up with the same conclusion? Now I'm gonna blow your mind, because I believe that for a moment, Jesus might have considered what this man said. Well, what do you mean? Because don't you remember, it was just a few days ago that Jesus was in the garden and when he he's discussing his fate with his father, he said, "Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me." His humanity was 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 not necessarily in agreement that I should go through this. So before you condemn this thief, I believe that maybe for a moment, Jesus said, I can call some angels down here. I can deliver myself. And yes, we can be free. But nevertheless, thy will be done. See, there are certain things in this life that we must go through. And I don't care how many times you pray, how much you fast, it is not going to leave. (laughs) Because part of it is all in the process the process of who we are to become in Jesus. And sometimes, even with the perspective of our ministry, there's some things we've got to go through. Help me, Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to God. There's something, I I can't wait to talk to the ministers tomorrow uh, so we can make sure we have an understanding and perspective of what is our calling really all about? Why has God called us? And maybe some of the things that we're going through and have been going through and yet still have to go through is related to our ministry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, all of us in here are ministers. <laughs> you might not be a preaching ministry, but some of you have a prayer ministry. Others of you have a, 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 an intercessory ministry. Others are, have the gift of ministry of driving or working with children. You all don't hear me. And sometimes what you have to go through, even rejection... Loneliness, no money, no popularity, being walked over and looked uh, uh, where others look beyond you. Maybe it's all part of your development. We're in an environment where we want everything right now. But no, 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 no. No, 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 no. There's a process. Somebody shall process. So this thief is railing on Jesus. Jesus, don't you? You're suffering. I see the blood. The listen. The Roman government is no good. The government at that time was persecuting the Jewish nation. The leaders of Israel, the priests, were in cahoots with the Roman government. How would somebody hear me? Sounds a little bit like today. When you got some evangelicals talking about, oh, let me hush, let me hush, let me hush. Some of the leaders of the church were in cahoots with the government, the Roman government. So, listen, they were like crusaders. Many of his disciples. They, oh, I feel like preaching today. Many of his disciples left Jesus because they saw him, the Messiah, but not as the spiritual Messiah. They saw him as the deliverance from the Roman government. And when they, when he did not fulfill their expectations of being their deliverer from the Roman Empire, they said, "Jesus, you're worthless to us." Their perspective. Somebody shout perspective. But we look in the scripture, and we see, verse thirty nine again, and one of the malfactors which hang, uh, were hanged railed on him, saying, "If thou be Christ, save thyself and us." Verse forty. But the other, answering, rebuked him, saying, "Dost not thou fear God?" seeing thou art in the same condemnation. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing amiss. How can you, he's talking to the other thief, how can you, hush, hush, stop talking like that. This man had no sin in his life. He did no wrong. We deserve our punishment. Be quiet. How dare you? See, sometimes we got to be openly rebuked by others. When we start complaining and talking about how how much trouble we didn't see, hush, there's somebody worse than you. I. And we're able to see those that uh, were without homeless. Hallelujah. And even here when we go to Willow Gill and we even drive down the street and we see the conditions of some people, how can we even form our lips to complain? No, we might not have everything that we want. No, we might not be in the place that we want to be when we consider ourselves against Beyonce and, and, and all of the others. But we still are... Better than most people. And God has blessed us. If you've been blessed, give God a praise right now. (laughs) Hush! Hush! Stop talking. This is God. We know he's the Messiah. He's on a mission. Let's look, look. Same Jesus, but two different perspectives. They each saw Jesus in a different way. And what am I saying? This week, I believe we need to adjust our vision of who Jesus is. Do we still see Jesus as our God, our Savior, our King, or is he the one who's disappointed us because we didn't get everything we wanted? Hallelujah! we decided I don't want to continue to walk with God or continue to go to church because I'm just disappointed this has happened, that has happened, but there's somebody else who says, I cannot forget what God has done for me. I realized where I would be had it not been for Jesus who had come into my life. And even though it might have been 20 years ago that I received the Holy Ghost, somebody else has forgotten the day that God came into their presence. But somebody else still remembers that day when He filled them with His Spirit and changed His whole life. Hallelujah! We can become like spoiled children. Hallelujah, when we consider. That God has brought us a mighty long way. And when things don't go our way, we're like spoiled children. Hmm, And we have a fit, have a tantrum. I wish somebody hear me. Have you ever seen a child have a tantrum because he couldn't have his way? Some of y'all remember how you were growing up And we tried, but we couldn't get away with it. (laughs) Mama snatch us up. We could be in the the grocery store. And we had warning before we left. If you show out on me, I'm going to show out on you. Listen. But that's how we do with Jesus. We have tantrums. How come I wasn't elected to this office? How come this hasn't happened? How come this person does this better than me? God, I thought you was on my side. Blah, blah, blah. Sometimes I feel feel the Lord says, just hush. Perspective. And that's why this week has been called for us to get... An adjusted perspective, Kevin, of who Jesus is to us. We got to realize God's been good to us. uh, Stop complaining. How come my healing hasn't come yet? You're wondering where is my deliverance? while somebody else is saying, I'm just glad to be in the house of the Lord. (laughs) One more time. Now, as I prepare to conclude, when we continue to look at the scripture, I want you to see something. Verse 40, but the other answering rebuked him, saying, "Dost not thou fear God? Seeing thou art in the same condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. Here it is, verse number 42. This man, the penitent thief, in verse number two says, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. He did not ask to be delivered from his situation He did not ask to be relieved from going through the condemnation. He knew he was guilty. He just said, Lord, remember me. Now what blew my mind? What blew my mind? He didn't say, I'm sorry, Lord. He didn't say, save me, Lord. He didn't say, what we normally think with words, I confess your Lord. He just said, please remember me. See, I believe that the man really repented. I believe he was sorrowful. But that's why what you say has to be with really what you So you can say anything with your mouth. But if your heart isn't there. If your heart's not sorry. If if your heart is not repented, if If your heart doesn't recognize that you've done wrong. If your heart is still filled with pride. You can say anything with your mouth. But it means nothing. But when your heart's right, woo, when you know you've done wrong and you know you need a savior, you don't have to go around here bragging and, and, and making a noise and trying to show yourself. All you gotta say is, Lord, remember me. Hallelujah, because God doesn't look on the outward appearance. He searches the heart of people. i'm saying this week let's get our heart right with god no longer talk about how good god is but let god feel our heart let him feel our sorrow let him feel that we need him glory to god that's why the lord said sometimes you don't need to pray out loud go to your secret closet you ain't got to shout and try to prove to others of who you are. Sometimes we come to church not for God but for each other to try to let each other know how touching, much how much in touching God I am. Honey, you don't need people. You just need God. He looks at your heart. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost. Some folks who are the loudest are the furthest from God. Because they're trying to prove to you who God is to them. But sometimes it's just a quiet one. And God can search your heart. You can sit there and just tears begin to flow. Hallelujah. I'm saying this week. How do you see Jesus? Adjust. Adjust. Lord, remember me. Look, look, look. And he said, when you get to your kingdom, which means even if you don't do anything for me now, I want to be ready when the end comes. Woo, God, if I never get that mansion, if I never drive that car, if I never get that man or that woman, Lord, when you get to the kingdom, I want to make sure I'm there. See, when, oh, I feel. When you got a real perspective of who Jesus is, that's where the scripture comes to play. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and then all the other things will be added. When you try to make your priorities different and you want all the earthly things, you're missing out on getting ready for what really is important. Look to your neighbor and ask them, how do you see Jesus? Now ask yourself because that's the real question. Glenn, how do you see Jesus? When Jesus heard the request of the thief, the Bible says, Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today, Shall thou be with me in paradise. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't see where Jesus baptized him. We don't hear where he spoke in tongues. We don't see where he had a long dress or a tie on. He said today. Because your heart's changed. Because your heart's right. Because you're not here for people. You're here for me. Because of that, today, when we are leaving this earthly place, you're gonna be with me in paradise. How many wanna go with Jesus to paradise? Come on and give God praise in the house. Woo! Glory. Hallelujah. Perspective of Jesus has got to change and my perspective of ministry has to change and my perspective of who I am has to change because the real thing is am I pleasing in God's sight time out worried about what you think about me Time out with your criticisms. Now get your teeth out my back. I don't care. Backbiters. Listen, haters are coming. I'm sorry. Haters are here. I wish somebody hear me. I'm living, I'm talking about Glenn now. I'm living my best life. I know what god has done for me i know the sacrifices that god has made i'm living my best life if you don't like me with my blessings as you but honey i'm keeping my blessings i'm keeping my relationship with god he's my daddy he's my father and if you want to bless me amen Hallelujah I bought my wife a Burberry if I want to give her a Louis Vuitton you can't say a thing about it Oh that's my wife and if I want to buy me a Louis Vuitton that's, it's me. Helen, if I still want to go to Walmart, I don't care what you talk about, I can get some good bargains at Walmart. I'm tar- Tarzay. And I got the Tarzay credit card, so I get 5% discount on everything. I'm finished, I'm finished. Listen, uh, I, I was showing pictures of the family and I in, in uh, Hawaii. And somebody put on uh, one of my posts, you live in large. I said, no, I'm not. I'm just living. <laughs> Woo! My perspective of self has changed. none of them they're back there counting the uh, tithing and the offerings they'll tell you i am the largest of all the people in the church and i'm no millionaire of all the ones in the church i have given more in offering me personally than anyone else in the church that's what the records there are others who have given more in tithing because they have received more. But when it comes to offering, every Sunday, they'll tell you $75, $100, $50, in the offering, in addition to tithing. Now God's getting ready to bless me and I'm gonna hold up my blessing for what you think. The devil is a lie. adjusting perspective. Am I helping somebody today? This week, be blessed. Hallelujah. Mia married Tyrone. (laughs) Mia said, yes, Lord. The other day, they were taking pictures of where they were at. One time they was in Paris, and another time they was in uh, uh, Amsterdam. Other time they're here, they're there. and They're talking about going to Australia and other places. How can they afford that? Ain't none of your business. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! All I'm saying is Tyrone was here single for a long time you could have been going to pay oh I, I'm sorry I... <laughs> changing and adjusting your what Pers- perspective is the way you think or feel about something and this week for our spiritual consecration we got to change our adjustment. Just like that picture, we can all see the same picture, but we can see two different things. Same is true with Jesus. Same Jesus, but two different perspectives. If, you're, if you've been blessed and you're looking forward to this week, come on and give God praise up in here. Father, thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you, God, for this ministry. Thank you, Lord, for leading us into a week of consecration. Hushataha. I know some won't be here for prayer, but, God, I'm going to make it my purpose to be here every time the doors open for prayer, for ministry, because it's really what matters. Next week, we look forward to the communion supper. Ushataha, where life will come into our bodies. And I pray that somebody today will get a new perspective of who you are. Maybe their vision of you has been thwarted by what people have said and even growing up in other locations and, and feeling this and feeling that, but Lord, help them to adjust to see who you really are, that you've got your arms out right now saying, come unto me. All ye that are labor and labor and heavy laden, that I will give you rest. Your rest is here today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Everybody who now wants to have a new relationship with Jesus,